Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello, all, and welcome to episode 31 of the Real Flicks podcast. I'm the host, Mason Merritt. Joining me, as always, Cody Redfield. Hi. And Josh Needle. Oh, sorry, I was looking at Henry Cavill's Instagram. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Can't blame you. I uh, can't blame you, but that guy is just, he's, he's smashed. So uh, this is sort of uh, a take two of, an, of, of this episode for some inside baseball. Cody and I just did 15 minutes of the episode without Josh. Uh, just so we don't like him. We hate him. And then he decided yeah. to join again for some reason. Yeah, what an asshole, honestly. But uh, Josh, you're here now, so we'll we'll get started. We'll, we'll start over and uh, <laughs> bring you a brand new episode. So Yay. we're going to start off with a little bit of news. Uh, the first one being a remake of one of my favorite movies of all time. And that movie is Ocean's Eleven. Now, remakes are great, but sometimes, sometimes they can be. <laughs> but when you're when it's centered around a gimmick, as in an all-female cast, that is that kind of upsets me. And that kind of annoys me. So Ocean's Eleven is being remade with Gary Ross at the helm, director of the first Hunger Games movie. He's uh, taking over... Or he's got the Free State of Jones coming out uh, later this summer. And he's going to direct a remake of Ocean's Eleven with Jennifer Lawrence and Sandra Bullock and an all-female cast. So, Cody, what do you think about this? I don't like it. Um, you heard what I thought about Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. The whole idea, it's a gimmick, and I think it's not good. It's not good for women in Hollywood to be seen as a gimmick. And, and, you, gonna... and you have not seen... Uh, Ocean's Eleven. I have not seen the original Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Josh, what about or, you? Or I guess the oh. original remake of yeah. Ocean's Eleven. The second re- version of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> uh, Josh, what about you? What do you think? It's kind of two things. One, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't. I haven't seen Ocean's Eleven. Dude, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a good movie, but I've, I've never seen it. It's um, really good. Like, uh, do you like heist movies? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. You'll then you're gonna love it because right. it's it just it. It oozes fun and chemistry, and it's just great. I love, I, I like I said, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, uh, the fact that I, I like that it's coming back, and the fact that it's still, it's gonna keep the spirit of the original and be a heist movie. I'm excited about because you know I can never get enough of those things. But if if you're gonna Ghostbusters it, then like, I mean, okay, that's fine. But uh. just can we make a movie first? Don't make a product. Or don't make a, a think piece. A you know, a BuzzFeed article, make a movie, you know? It's, the, the other thing is, like, I mean, I feel the same way about, about Ghostbusters. Like, sure, you can see it as a gimmick at first, but, like, once you get past that, it's just, like, just everything else about it. There's nothing else, like, be just make, about. like, make a good movie. Like, if, yeah, oh, well, oh, well, it's all women. Oh, well, that's, sure, you can see it as a gimmick, but, like, oh, well, I mean. Yeah, but at this point, like, why not, why even connect it to Oceans? Because I, we, the the relationship that this has with the original is, is that Sandra Bullock's going to play George Clooney's sister, who also happens to be a con artist and a thief. Which just, I don't feel so bad about that. It's just, it's rather, I just think it's ridiculous. I, even as someone who hasn't seen the original, I'd always prefer I always prefer a continuation over a straight up reboot of anything. Yeah, so. that's fine. Just, I just I don't I just don't feel like this is necessary. Make you, Jennifer Lawrence and Sandra Bullock. They're two of the biggest female stars in the world. Like, you can probably sell a movie with just the two of them. You don't need to tack it on to, an, to uh, being an ocean. Yeah. 
just make make a heist movie with Sandra Bullock and J Law. That's, that's boom. Everyone you're good. would love it. Yeah, it's not like people aren't gonna aren't gonna see it. It's Jennifer Lawrence and Sandra Bullock. Like, come on. No, uh, I just I I love the original. So the fact that they're kind of making this into a bit is just weird and annoying to me. But I think you guys should still you should definitely check out uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Skip twelve, and if you want to watch thirteen, because it's got Al Pacino, and he's <laughs> just friggin' best. Uh, coming up next is a story that I know is gonna is depressing you quite a bit, Josh. Is that uh, Godzilla two uh, dropping their director Gareth Edwards? Oh yeah, Sayonara. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? What do you, so he's Japanese. got yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hmm. good good joke. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did not realize. Uh, Josh, what do you? I want to get you get your thoughts here. What do you think about Gary Edwards' piece now? Kind of, it's kind of a bummer on two levels. First, because the only reason it was coming out in 2018 was so they could wait for him to do it, mm-hmm. and now he's not doing it. So it's just like kind of a kick in the face. Um, and I was also really looking forward to him doing it again, but it, it would be cool to see someone else's take on it too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm. I mean, I'm not depressed, but it's like I was like, this kind of sucks. But I'm also getting you know King Kong next year. So. You know what else would be cool? What? Is if they show the monsters fighting this time. Oh, God. Savage. Wouldn't that be awesome that you they could did. see the they, monsters fighting? They did that. Not for one movie. really cool scene where uh, Godzilla pukes down another dinosaur's neck. Yeah. C- Cody, to be... Oh, my God. That's so cool. To to be honest, um, they're not going to do the same thing twice, I but, think. So no. wh- whatever the sequel may be, I think it, we are going to see something very similar to um, uh, to like an actual what people expected Godzilla to be now that we've gotten this all this out of the way. But I want to point your attention to since this since this is a sequel and we're wondering like, oh, what are they going to do with this one? There's this there's a Godzilla monster that is this giant gold three headed dragon called. Oh, I know him. Desgadora. I don't know his name. Is it Desgadora? Yeah, like. Desgador the Evildoer or something like that. I had a toy of this way back back in the day, and he is just the coolest looking thing. It's got three heads, and mm-hmm. I think in one of the movies Godzilla like cuts off one of the heads and stuff, and the thing rages out. It's, oh, it's so cool. But um, yeah, it's I'm I'm excited about the sequel. I like yeah. I like Godzilla just fine. If we get more of the stuff, you know, more of the action, more of the fighting, that'll be fun. I lo- I could care lo- less about uh Godzilla versus King Kong. That doesn't need to happen. But yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. That's ridiculous. Oh, do you know? Do you know? Is Andy Serkis involved with that? No. No? He's not. No. Well, dumb now. Now I'm not excited anymore. Bye-bye. Brie Larson's in King Kong, so that's all I need. Oh, that's actually better. Okay. (laughs) By the way, I did... I have room on DVD. Better watch it. (laughs) Are you you proud of me? Yeah, when you watch it, we will be. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll I'll find some time in my busy nah, busy schedule of uh, not out of the woods yet. Not s- doing anything. My busy schedule of self-loathing and uh, pick Depression. and cat. If, if I don't see that that five-star review up on Letterbox tonight, I'm be very tonight. Yeah. Oh, come on. All right. What are you doing tonight? I don't know. I'm gonna get a sub. There you <laughs> go. Watch it. Where are you getting a sub from? Uh, a, a place called Sal's. So you know they How make. How is that? It's in uh, it's, I guess it's Dryden or something like that. I don't know. It's some. I was just in it because gotten. All right. Uh, next uh, up, <laughs> next up, we have some Star Wars Episode Eight news, which is really exciting. So, without going into the details of the specifics of the cameo, it looks like 
they're con- oh. the Star Wars Episode Eight is continuing the tradition of getting a sexy British actor to uh, appear in their movie in a small in a smaller role, like not even um, not even like a re- necessarily a face role where you see them. But it appears that Tom Hardy is gonna be in Star Wars Episode Eight. What do you guys think? Bane Trooper. <laughs> I hope he gets that jacked up. You, are you guys excited? You like Tom yes. Hardy, right? I, I mean, I, I want him in a movie. I don't, I don't want him in a cameo. I mean, I mean, he can. It's cool that he's in it, but like, I also this is just one of those things I'd rather learn after I see the movie too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I, I mean, it could be. I don't even know if it's actually like official, official or it's a rumor. But, um, I mean, it was cool finding out about the Daniel Craig one, like after you saw the movie. And so I just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it, it'd be. <laughs> I cried when I, I saw that. When I saw that um, on Blu-ray, I was like, "It's Bond." Um, but yeah, I could just like, I just like, it would have been cooler. I mean, it's still, it's still fine. It's still cool. I mean, I'm not gonna know who it is until like after I see the movie and I read about it. But, right. um, and also it's like, I just, I, I'd rather if I, I'm gonna be more excited if it was like him in an actual role, in a right. movie like a substantial character. Um, mm-hmm. Him so. as Mad Max in Star Wars. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, all he's got. Uh... He's, he isn't filming anything at the moment. He's there, Dunkirk is the no, new Nolan movies in pre-production, and then yeah. apparently we're getting a new Mad Max just because God hates me. Uh, oh, yeah. so it not even begun. I don't. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Oh really? Oh great. <laughs> Super. Thanks, uh, man. I feel, I, I'm so I'm uplifted now. I feel great. I feel much happier. Am I smiling? I can't tell if I'm smiling. Am I smiling? Am I smiling? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Tom Hardy episode 8. Uh, I am very... I am a little turned on. I mean, excited. I mean... <laughs> a bit weird. <laughs> bit weird, but that's okay, because it's Star Wars, and it's gonna be great, and I can't wait for it. Um, yeah, so, that fun stuff. Maybe he'll... Maybe... Ooh, what if What if he's actually, like, a villain villain? What if he's What if he's body... He's mocapping Supreme Leader Snoke instead of Andy Circus? Well, no, no. Well, how do you? How do you want? Giant waste of time for uh, Andy yeah. Circus, though. How do you want to see him in Star Wars, Josh? You said that you wanted to see him in a role. I want him. I, he could be a great Darth Revan. Oh God, that'd be great. Yeah, um, Darth Revan, absolutely. You get out. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I'm really just thinking old Republic era. I want. I want. I want. When I'm fan casting stuff like this, I think of all the things that could be done back then. But like, I don't know. Like. Really, just any villain role, because I don't know. I, I loved him as Bane so much. So there he is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how down he's gonna be with doing the mask again, but yeah. mm, true. Didn't think of that. We'll see. Or uh, maybe he'll speak a lot, though. You never. Mm. That's a possibility. <laughs> all right. Hopefully so next... they won't have to uh, re uh, dub all of his lines this That's time. That's true. I did. Did you guys ever see the prologue in IMAX, like in the theaters? No, or... I heard it was no. worse. Yeah, I wish. I wish I did, but. Because Mission Impossible is great. I don't know why I didn't see it. All right, uh, now we got some trailers to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with one that I know neither of you guys have seen, and I, I completely understand why, because this is a Mason movie. But we got a new trailer for Inferno, the newest Dan Brown adaptation starring Tom Hanks. It's the sequel? Yeah, yeah, it's the sequel. Uh, one of my most unpopular movie opinions is that I think... Uh, I think The Da Vinci Code and its sequel, even though in the book it's a prequel, but movie-wise it's a sequel, Angels and Demons, those, to be honest, like, in all honesty, uh, are some of my favorite movies. Like, I think they are so... Like, I, I love historical 
anything really. If, it, if talking about history, history mysteries, those are the best. I love those history kind of things. History mysteries. Yeah, like uh, National Treasure, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. I love that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. And I read the book for this one. It was a really fun book. It's not like, this isn't, you know, Tale of Two Cities or anything like that. But it's it's a fun read. The chapters are short. A lot of stuff happens. And uh, they're good books. And I'm really, I'm really, really excited for the new movie. We're definitely not going to talk about it because you guys, uh, as we all know, you hate me. I didn't even yep. know this was a thing until this very second. So. <laughs> you are the first. Actually, I didn't the, either. Funny thing is, the funny thing is, though, it stars Felicity Jones. Ooh. Yeah. How about that? I'm intrigued. Going to see it now, Josh? I might rent it. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Get out. Get out of my house. Why? Is, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Wait, is it, it's is a these great are like, movie. It's Tom Hanks is in those movies, right? Is he in this one? Yeah. Yeah, of oh. course he is. Oh, maybe of course. I'll, yeah, maybe I will check those out then. Like, I, I, I think that I don't want to, I don't want to cause like a, like a little dust storm or anything. But I think the fact that Da Vinci Code and like Angels and Demons, especially, which is somehow, uh, they're very, they're very critical on religion, which is why I think a lot of people get pissy, even though that Dan Brown is like, hey guys. Is historical fiction. It's fake. Calm down. We're not saying any of this is true. We're just, it's, it's a book. It's not supposed to be true. Uh, I, that, I think that's why a lot of people crap on these movies, because they're a lot of fun. Like, if you've ever watched those, it's a good it's a good time. It's nothing, you don't have to think too much. I can understand where those people are coming from, though. Because, like, any honestly, anytime people, like, heavily bring religion into anything, it kind of just it gets me a little. It, no, it doesn't piss me off. It just, like. I don't just like can we enough with this like just tell me a story to. I don't yeah well, I don't yeah I, I get what you're saying I I completely I understand but like as far as I'm concerned they're just they're it, yeah they're, it's a fun movie it's a fun movie and I don't I don't look into movies as much as some people do so I don't know actually come to think of it it comes out on October 28th with no competition so hmm mm. very interesting. I might I might be able to talk to you guys in a check. You're probably gonna get voted down. So you can try, but well, I don't I can't think of anything else that we would vote for. So That's true. That's true. Unless we want to do a special episode. But yeah, even special, then special Halloween episode. Yeah. We can do we can do Friday yes. the thirteenth movies. Yes. Yes. Okay. We can do I, it. We I, can never do mind. I didn't Josh. say anything about that. anyways, next trailer coming up. Uh, <laughs> shut up. I'm just I hate, so sad now. I hate all you guys. Uh let's talk about the accountant real quick. Okay. Uh, ben Affleck's next movie, directed by Gavin O'Connor, who I friggin' love, starring J.K. Simmons, John Bernthal, Jeffrey Tambor, John Lithgow, some small white ch- white girl. You bastard. And, uh, who is not as cute as Emma Watson. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's a she's adorable. She's a great Twitter follow, but she's got a weird like uh, triangle. We're talking face. about Anna Kendrick, the love of the my weird life. Weird triangle face. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, just, it's true. But anyways, uh, Josh, what do you think about uh, The Accountant? Um, I mean, I, I saw, I think I, I don't really remember the trailer. I, like, watched it on my phone, and, like, I don't even, I don't think, I don't even think I watched the whole thing. Um, it, lo- it looks cool. I mean, I'm going to see it. It's Gavin O'Connor. He's great. Ben Affleck, love him. The cast is great. Anna Kendrick is, you know, my, the love of my life. She rests in my heart. Um, see, do you like her more than Daisy Ridley? Yes, I do. Get out. Um, Get out of my face. <laughs> well, she's oh, my home. gut. Get out of my house. Anna Kendrick's been around for like what, like five, six, seven years. Daisy Ridley's been around for like a couple months. Five years too long. Sorry. You are a evil human being. I know. Um, no, you can't hurt me with that. You can't hurt me. <laughs> uh, no, she, that's what O'Connor's. He's too. coming off uh, Jane Got a Gun. 
from early in the year, which I was the only one who saw. And uh, actually, <laughs> I was one of two people. You're the only one in the country who yeah, saw that. one of two people in the country who saw it, and I was the only one who liked it. I think that was a really cool movie. Also did, of course, uh, Warrior, uh, Miracle. Great. So a couple of sports movies under his belt. Now he's doing a thriller. Cody, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, it looks all right. Looked yeah. like Rain Man with guns. Yeah, Fat Affleck a little bit. Like he's, <laughs> he did get fat. He's Weird. a little chub. Yeah. Was this before Batman? Yeah, uh, it must have been. I don't know because I remember he was doing he was doing this thing when he was doing Gone Girl. He like he would like have this. I don't know how people do this. He said he was building muscle while putting on fat over top of it. I don't I don't know how this works. A boy. I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not a nutritionist. I don't know. Well, according to the Wikipedia page, filming began in January of 2015. So this is actually a little more recent. Hmm. So. Hmm. Hmm. From what I understand, from people who are healthy, it's it's a lot easier to put on weight, like when it's and then kind of like hide muscle underneath fat, apparently, because that's like a thing that you can do. And then you can turn that fat into muscle. Exactly. So I'm sure, I'm sure Affleck's personal trainer is getting a, quite a workload. So. So much money. I don't know this was one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and after I saw the trailer, I was a little underwhelmed. I was like, okay. Yeah, same. I was like, all right, this. I think it's gonna be one of those where it's better. Uh, on paper than it is actually executed, but you know, you never know. It was, I mean, it might be great. It's just uh, honestly nothing could like. I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm not like dying to see it because it's like it's not like a like a Star Wars or you know yeah. a, like <laughs> fantastic. Anyone's piece excited for it. Like it's not like I'm not like oh my god I have to see the accountant starring Ben Affleck and directed by Daphne Palmer. You know it's like not like that, but it's like it's gonna be great and I'm gonna probably love it. Mm. But you know I'm not like you know jumping up and down. Well, uh, I'm I'm not sold yet, which so that's fine. We're gonna see it anyway, aren't we? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> Anna Kendrick does not take over this show, okay? At least Anna Kendrick does. Uh, all right. Next up is another our final trailer of the evening, Assassin's Creed. Mm. What do you guys think? I like it. Kanye ruined everything. It's. You know what? Calm down. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to defend Kanye as a person because nobody can. The guy's he's an he's egomaniac. Dark. Either either he's in the biggest egomaniac in the world, or he's playing his role really really well. And he's like more of he's like I, I get the feeling that he's got like a Kanye, and then he's got like another person where like the Kanye part is the one that's all crazy and on Twitter and stuff. And then the normal dude is just like this guy. I'm, I, I lose faith in that theory every, with every passing day. But <laughs> hey. I like a lot of I like a lot of musicians that are assholes in real life, but you know if their music's good, the music's good. It's cool. Besides, it's music in a trailer. Who the hell cares? Like well, it's that, fine. Yeah, I know you can... I, I just, Well, I mean, I mean personally, I just hate Kanye. West. Like I despise Kanye West. Like as a person, and I hate his music. Um, but and also I just, I didn't... homecoming, Kanye... black skinhead. He's got some tunes. Heartless. I like Kanye's music. Not not for me. Not for um, me. It's fine. Um, but also this just like, it's Assassin's Creed. Don't put rap in Assassin's Creed. That's stupid. Um, but footage wise, this looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, it looks so cool. This looks really, really awesome. Looks really faithful to the game, which I've only played about three quarters of, of the first one. Yeah. Um, but you didn't even play the best one. Which Assassin's was Creed 2 is the Empire Strikes Back of the Assassin's Creed. Games. Those are big words. Those are very big words. And then, but Assassin's Creed 3 is my favorite. Nice. The American Revolution has a special place in my heart, so. Because mm. you were there. 
mainly it's because it's the only part of American history I care about. Really? I think the six, 50s and 60s. Oh, and nice. the Cold War, too. Can't forget yeah. the Cold War. Never. Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, JFK, blown away. What same. else do I have to say? Exactly. Ryan, some, something that rhymes with A. Uh, <laughs> we, we didn't start the fire. Exactly. <laughs> God, get out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I, I think it, I think it looks like a cool trailer. Uh, I'm not crazy about the visuals of it. Like some of. Oh really? It looks the, the the present day stuff looks really dark. Yeah, I just I don't know what they're going for with the present day stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. It, it's it's interesting. I'm definitely looking forward to it because I played six minutes of the game and I I literally broke the disc because I was so upset and I because I'm so bad at video games, which which didn't happen for Uncharted, but I'm really close because I'm I'm at the point in the first game where I'm in this cave and I'm like tr- I'm like grabbing these stones to get from one side to the other, and I like it's taking me 45 minutes to get across there, so I'm a little frustrated, but I'll keep going. Uh, yeah, Uncharted 2 is the Empire Strikes Back of the Uncharted series. Maybe I'll just skip ahead and play that one, but uh, yeah. I haven't finished Uncharted 3 though yet, so. All the the ancient Rome stuff with Assassin's Creed looks cool. Fassbender's the greatest person of, of all time, so um, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I I just hope, <laughs> I knew I knew where your I mind hope was. Have a form fitting codpiece, so he's not swinging around all, all the whole time. <laughs> Windmilling the whole. <laughs> God. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, it looks great. Looks great. I'm excited. It's coming out in Christmas time, which is a weird spot for it, but hey. Ooh. It's that's Oscar a, season. Mm, I don't. That's not. I couldn't it's be gonna honest. get best visual effects. I thought it'd be summer movie. To be honest with you, Carzell is the man. I love Macbeth. So they I'm. Have, they have some serious, you know, faith in this. If they're putting this up against Star Wars, so. Oh yeah, that's right. Damn. Mm-hmm. They, that gives it's me a lot. Not of faith, gonna go so. well for them. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna get. Squashed. I don't. I mean, Assassin's Creed's people. Even if you don't play the game, everyone's Probably heard of Assassin's Creed. Popular, um, video game franchise around yeah that's i didn't i didn't realize that they were going up against uh space fights that's pretty intense Mm. hmm interesting yeah oh they're also oh my god listen to this december 21st lineup assassin's creed passengers with jennifer lawrence and chris pratt patriots Mm. day with mark Wahlberg about the boston bombings and then sing an animated musical with matthew mcconaughey (laughs) damn those are four freaking like those wow i'm surprised that they're going that far Damn. wow wow space it out guys those are all those four are like those could all carry I mean, a weekend in this day and age i mean you can't it's getting harder and harder to get a good release date it's like well i mean are, i get that but like some of the at least passengers could they can make their own release date they got the two biggest stars in the world it's crazy i don't, I don't know those, if i can say stars sell who are they anymore. was that pratt and jennifer, jennifer lawrence, lawrence yeah I mean, I I, I, I get that. I, I get wouldn't say saying. biggest star in the world, but I think I think those two are. I mean, Chris Pratt is one of my favorite actors in the world because he's. Well, he's. You know. I mean, he's got the track record behind him with Guardians and uh, Jurassic World, of course. I mean, it's. I don't know. That's that's just my, person. Uh, that's why I think. But, uh, yeah, and then animated movies—they always bring in the kids, so. That that'll be a tough weekend. I'll be interested to Something see. Something for everybody. Day. I would say Assassin's Creed would probably. Uh, come out. Oh yeah, that'll that'll top. win that weekend. Actually, you know what? No, that's a week after Rogue One, so Rogue One will win that weekend. That's that's insane. Rogue One, I'm that's crazy. I'm not I'm not over what there. What if next year, or um, yeah, it would be 2017. Is that when Episode Eight's coming out? Yeah, December. Mm. What if nobody else puts a movie out that entire month? Nobody would. They've play. already moved everything. Yeah. Off that date. 
Yeah, Spielberg they... moved his movie. They moved Avatar too. Like everything is leaving. Yeah, Snowman. By the way, that few months before Star Wars. So don't. Oh my God, so excited. Yeah, uh, December. They're really nothing really coming out. <laughs> I mean, the six billion dollar man with Mark Wahlberg. That'll sure get a big. The Croods too. That'll be a huge one. <laughs> but yeah, Star Wars Episode Eight. Solid. Great. Uh, one more thing that I that kind of just broke last night that I'm really interested to talk to you guys about. It looks like Martin Scorsese uh, has lined up his next movie. I know we say that a lot, but this one actually is going to happen. Uh, so Marty's been throwing around this mob picture called The Irishman for a few years. What a shock. Yeah, it's supposed to have uh, Joe, uh, yeah, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Al Pacino. And I guess the the it's centered around Jimmy Hoffa. So it's kind of, it's one Is of those. Is he going to tell us what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? It's based on a book that apparently kind of lays out what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. So I don't know. I don't know. But it, pretty much uh, last night at Con, a, a deal was struck. So uh, it's going to, it's being bought by STX Entertainment, who bought the movie's international rights for $50 million, which is like a the biggest buy uh, that kind of that's gonna up the budget to a hundred million dollars, which they think is enough money to pay for the budget, which is gonna be like a Benjamin Button kind of thing, where they age down the actors. Oh. So, yeah, it, it's interesting because Scorsese, as we all know, he just he adds like six movies at once. You know, like he for for a while it was like, oh, his next movie is Devil in the White City with DiCaprio, and he, he's had this for a Sinatra biopic. And then he's also, like, I'm looking at his future films section on Wikipedia, and it's insane. Um, a, a Mike Tyson biopic with Jamie Foxx. Uh, so Devil in the White City. Uh, he's Variety reporting. He's producing a, a movie about a classical pianist. So mm-hmm. this guy's just, he's all over the place. But this one, since it did get a lot of money, it's getting a lot of money thrown behind it. It seems like this is going to be the next his next movie. So what do you guys think of The Irishman? Pesci? De Niro, Pacino. <sighs> Sounds like a safe movie to make, Marty. Yeah. That was my thoughts. Josh, what do you think? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's Martin Scorsese making a mob movie. I mean, cool. It'll probably be good. In other words, or in other news, the sky's still blue. Yes. Like, I mean, I... water's still wet. So. <laughs> Uh, so let me, I'll read this uh, little part of it. So The Irishman was adapted for the screen by Steve Zion, Zylon, something like that, from the Charles Brandt book, I Heard You Paint Houses, which is the deathbed story from mob hitman Frank the Irishman Sheeran about the disappearance and death of the former Teamsters Union boss Jimmy Hoffa. Zion adapted Gangs of New York with his credits ranging from Schindler's List to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He's been nominated for four, wa- four Oscars and won for uh, Schindler's List. So I think I think you kind of said it, Cody. This is sort of yeah. This is kind of a Scorsese movie to make, you know. And uh, as somebody who's seen Jimmy or has who's seen Hoffa starring Jack Nicholson, directed by Danny DeVito, one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm I'm a little I, I I'm not sold on this because I, I I don't find it that interesting. I like it when Scorsese does like remember a few years he did Hugo. It's a freaking best. Yes, that looked really boring. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. You never saw it? I, I have no desire to ever watch that. Why not? Scorsese. It, looked, it looks so generic and boring. I don't know. Well, you got to see the movie. got to see it. I probably will eventually. Someday. It's, it's not that long. It's like two hours. It's, it's fun. It's really um, my life will never get back. 
Yeah. <laughs> so he's got Silence coming out, and I really want to see this Sinatra biopic because apparently DiCaprio's going to be in it, and he's going to play Sinatra, which will make that means me... we get to hear him sing. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll make me cry, but... Um, yeah, it seems like that's going to be his next big picture, so... Hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm really... Yeah, I'm really interested in this. So, any final thoughts on The Irishman? As you say, it's going to happen. So, yeah. But we'll if they're going to age up and age down people with uh, special effects, that would be fun. That would be cool. But, I don't know. I'm really Let's excited see, for Silence. Uh, Michael Corleone again. Young Michael Corleone. Yeah, first time Pacino and Scorsese have ever hooked up like that. Pretty crazy. All right. Well, uh, Josh, you have anything else that I missed, or? Uh, oh. I don't think so. By the way, Cody, guess who's yeah. the executive producer of The Snowman? Is it Scorsese? It is Scorsese. He was going to direct it with DiCaprio, but then they passed <sighs> off to. Which, by the way, Scorsese to, to DiCaprio passing it off to Alfredson and Fassbender—that's like, it, I'm I cried when I heard that. I, like, I cried. You're going to do this. You did it the best possible way. I'm so happy. Josh, you got to... <laughs> You're you're in for treatment. Can't wait uh, for that movie. Exactly. Snowman. That's like a that's like a frosty like Shut spin up. off, right? Shut your mouth. Yeah, it's um, Shut. sequel to Frosty the Snowman too. Shut up. Anyways, uh, it's, so like, it's not related to like Frozen and like you know the little you know that would be an interesting... the snowman type if of thing. If you read the book, you know that would be a very interesting crossover. That'd be awesome. She is a female, <laughs> and we know what happens to women in those books. Oh yep. Yeah. Not good stuff. Ooh. Let it go, let it go. It's her head. <laughs> Indecapitated, man. That'd be a good turn. Uh, great. So that's it for news this week. Josh is going to peace out. He's got to go uh, pay some child support. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, you actually, you're actually busy, and you know, you couldn't, weren't able to see the movie because you have a light and all that stuff. I have, I have no time, and for and I, I don't know. I don't, what movie did you guys even see? I completely forgot. You watched it was Midnight Special. Midnight Special. I watched Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, but yeah. good stuff. So, Josh, right. we'll talk to you next week. We got the nice guys coming up, so make sure you get out and see that. And uh, take it easy, Mr. Needle. Later. Au revoir. Shoshana. All right, so now that we got Josh out of here, about time, too. Hate that guy. Hate, just hate that guy. Now we can talk shit about him, right? Yeah, yeah, I hope so. How dare he compare... I'm still mad about this. How dare he compare Captain America Civil War to the Dark Knight? Like, that's oh. just... That deeply offends me. Mm-hmm. They're on completely different planes of existence. You know, in Dark Knight, somebody died. How about that? Two people died. They killed what two main characters. If they, what if he compared the Winter Soldier to the Dark Knight? That's fine. Like That, that I can understand. But... Like, but yeah, I guess that's more story. But like, quality wise, Dark Knight's just on a completely different plane of existence. Like, it's ah man, I'm still upset about that. I really hate Josh, but that's okay. <laughs> hate that guy. He's, why do we keep inviting? Why do you keep inviting? I don't. You're the you're the leader of this little cohort. I I lead nothing. Uh, great. So uh, he obviously yeah. So Josh. Not joining us for this this half of the show, but that's okay. We're we like I said, we've been getting sick of them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you and I are are coming here to talk about a special little movie that I, we that has been mentioned on the show before. It, it by me. It's uh, it's called Midnight Special. By me. By me. Well, I'm just trying to. I'm just specifying that it was the you know, uh, Midnight Special is directed by uh, Jeff Nichols, one of the one of the up and coming uh, writer directors out there. 
Uh, Cody, you just uh, you just saw this, and you've had some time to think about it. Yeah. Time to mull it over. And uh, so I want to hear your thoughts, initial impressions on uh, Midnight Special. It's very slow. It's a very, very slow movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad movie. I'm going to say some negative things about it, So don't, but don't let that make you think that I didn't like it. Because I did. But how much is the question? Not a lot. So we're, so the slowness <laughs> of it was um that was the kind of that was what held you back from loving it. Yes. Okay. All right. I get that. So uh, as for myself, I saw this movie uh, about a month ago now, and I you know it wasn't really it wasn't really playing in too many theaters. Uh, we actually I'd scheduled an episode about uh, on it, but we had to uh, cancel last minute because of it wasn't playing anywhere near anybody. So. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things. Limited release is a bitch, but um. So yeah, I saw it. I sought it out. I love Jeff Nichols. Mud is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think top two or three of 2013. It's it kind of tangos with Wolf of Wall Street for, for my top spot. But I really I love the movie. So this is guys. He's always been on my radar. So of course I've been just I've been circling. I've had this circle on my calendar for a really long time because I've just I've been so excited to see what the guy does in the theater. Uh, you know, watching a movie in the theater, and I, I kind of, I loved it. I, th- I'm, I'm pretty sure I loved it. I, I'm 90% sure that I loved it. I'm like 80% sure. Yeah, it's, it's up, upper echelon though, because I, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I can see where it loses people. That I can definitely, I, under, I can definitely empathize with somebody who, like, like you, who's like, ah, oh, it, was, it was slow, and I was, you know, a little bored in stretches because, excuse me, because it is. It is a pretty dry movie when you look at it. Like there's yes. not as much happens as I think the premise would lead you to believe, because you know the premise of the movie is that there's this kid uh, named Alton who's got this supernatural ability and he's to got do a, something. Yeah, to, we'll get into that. We'll get into <laughs> that because I I've got a feeling you have an issue uh, issue or two there, but um, he's pr- he's he's the most exceptional human being on the planet. He's got these special abilities. Uh, everybody's after him. The government's after him. Uh, the uh, a church slash cult that he belonged to is they're they're after him. They're trying to get him. They think he's like the second coming of Christ. If, if I'm remembering correctly, I, I wouldn't say the second coming of Christ, but well, something. He's definitely important. Yeah, he's something. Uh, yeah, like yeah, exactly. What you, like you said, definitely important. Uh, and I just we'll get, we'll get into it deeper, but just for a general kind of. You know, statement about the movie. I really, I loved it. I thought it was right up my alley. Um, it it played it. I, I, part of me wants to say it played it safe, but it also played it just real. And that that's one of the that's one of the things I like about Jeff Nichols that I got from Mud is it just his movies seem so authentic. And sometimes I I think with Mud it, it works okay, but maybe with Midnight Special because it's playing with sci-fi. Mm. Um, maybe being that authentic might have might have hurt him to some people but i as for me i think it it just made the movie uh all the more great and i i loved it for all those reasons so cody let's get into the cast here i'm gonna let me hear your thoughts on uh on the main players i loved everybody in this movie there wasn't a single bad actor in it and and just all the performances even the kids was really really good like he was great he wasn't as good as the kid in room, but well, I'll take your word for it. He's still such hey, a man. monster. Got it on DVD. I got it on yeah, DVD. watch it. <laughs> hey, 
maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Don't, don't, don't push um, me. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, everybody was really, really great. Mm. I, it's, even Kirsten Dunst was pretty good. Boy, she gotten old. Yeah, yeah that's, it's pretty crazy. She was in Spider-Man when she was like 20 years old. That's pretty crazy. Is she really only 20? Let's, yeah. Let's, let's 20 or research. 20 or 21. But uh, the main cast is... Um, by the way, I just I want to note that I, I looked up this kid, Jaden Lieber error or something, and his next movie is a movie called The Book of Henry that he's starring alongside Jacob Tremblay. So really? How about oh that? Yeah. God. He's he's playing Henry Carpenter and Tremblay is playing Peter Carpenter. They're they're Naomi Watts' character sons. It's directed by Colin Trevorrow, so Ooh. who's just come off Jurassic. So this is his bookend between Jurassic World and Star Wars. Star so. Wars. <clears throat> For a budget of ten million dollars. <laughs> wow. Oh boy, that's that's quite the quite the leap to make. But all right. Um. Yeah. As... So I'm looking at um, Kirsten Dunst's Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's only 34 years old. Yep. And that's not very old. That's and actually she, she was 18 way, or 19. She looked way older in that movie. And it seems like she has that bone structure. That's okay. That's uh. So the cast: Michael Shannon of as who's was a... good. He was good. He was subtle. Yeah. Who's always in? He's like he's Jeff Nichols as um, Michael Caine, I guess. Who would be a good <laughs> representation? It was kind of a oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, reeling mm-hmm. or shocking, I guess. It was just really weird to see him in such a subtle role. Yeah. The one thing I know him from is Zod. Yeah. Which is the greatest the, performance the of all complete time. Complete opposite of the <laughs> subtle. I'm not saying I don't like it, of course, but. Yeah. Still. It is. It's a little tough to swallow. I, I, I saw the night before from last year, which was a pretty similar role to this one. Obviously, it, that's a comedy, so they're a little different. But in terms of like the, uh, his persona that he was in that movie, they were similar. So I, I guess I was sort of ready, ready to dig it. Uh, Joel Edgerton was also in the movie. Who's like he's always good. Like Joel Edgerton's got a fascinating career. Like, I just, I never. The guy always does something different every time. He, he writes. I don't think he's directed yet, but I know he's planning on it. Did he not direct The Gift? Uh, oh, that's right. He did direct The Gift. Okay. Yeah, so he he's a writer, he's a director, he's an actor. The guy's just, he's all over the place. He was in Zero Dark Thirty. He was in uh, Great Gatsby. He was in... Who was he in Great Gift. Gatsby? Uh, Tom Buchanan. The guy with the mustache? I mean, I didn't see the movie. Oh, but Tom Buchanan. Daisy's, Daisy's husband. Husband, okay. Yeah. Oh, Gift, boy. Black Mask, Jane Got a Gun, which I was one of the three people that saw, and the other yep. two hated it, so I figure... <laughs> And then he's got this, and actually, uh, Edgerton and Nichols are uh, piling up again. They've got a, a a racial drama called Loving coming out later this year. So Nichols is a busy guy. Uh, also, you also we've got like you said, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Adam Driver. So uh, he was great. I'll just sit back for a few minutes while you ogle over Adam Driver. He is amazing. Best actor. <laughs> Probably, yeah, I think the best performance in the movie. Absolutely. I love the. I love the interrogation scenes that he had with like all the church people. You, yeah. He 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 didn't come out and was like, "I'm just being, I'm kind of like arrogant and sarcastic here." But he, I I, I saw shades of it. I saw a little bit of like that. I wish he would come, start moving his hand around their head. I see what's in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see the island. Do um, I talk first? Do you talk first? Who talks first? <laughs> um. Yeah. At driver, I I love driver. Um. I especially loved how just enamored he was with uh, with with Alton. He he oh, was just yeah. so fascinated without like geeking out about it, and I just I kind of like that. His, he was so into. He was interested. Yeah, his character was kind of a fanboy. He was just it was, it was really cool. It's amazing. And then uh, and then the main kid Alton, 
uh, I thought he was fantastic. In a year where I saw the Jungle Book and and strongly disliked the the main kid in that, uh, he just he he gave a Pierce Gagnon in Looper type performance for me. I just whatever thought, happened to that kid? Oh, he's he's still around. He's he's got to grow into his like career, you know. But he's gonna be a good actor though. I think so. I think Pierce Gagnon's gonna be a like. He a, was amazing. Oh, Looper was so good. Yeah, he that kid's incredible. Only ten years old. My God. Um. Yeah. So th- that kind of Sam Shepard also popped up. He's another kind of main player. I loved him. And there was a couple of uh, bit performers here. And that guy. That guy. Just <laughs> that, that one of the one of the hitmen that was chasing Alton. So straight up, I went on. Um... I just watched a TV show after seeing it, and I was like, hey, it's that guy again. <laughs> but it wasn't that guy again, but it looked like him. Huh. How about that? Um, yeah. So, all right, let's move Let's move on here. Let's talk about um, – I want to I talk about the authenticity of the movie, where, I, like I said earlier, I think it, that's this is where it lost some people. Uh, I think this played out – obviously, there's no way to tell, but it played out exactly the way – I think this would play out in in real life. It's it's got a very like like I said with Jeff Nichols. It seems it just feels very real to me. It's it's realism dialed up like, to like an that's 11. That's what it would actually happen. I think so. That's what you mean, like the way it would work. Yeah, like I just I can like I I sort of experienced the movie through Michael Shannon's character, where he like we, he I was right I was right there with him. Obviously, he's tied up to the character. So I guess I'm more so leaning on. Uh, looking at it through Joel Edgerton's character's eyes, because he's an outsider, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And they I even think he the was movie. supposed to be the vessel. Yeah, and they even mentioned the movie how he kind of just he'd only been around for a couple of days. Like <laughs> Michael Shannon just showed up to his house or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess when you watch when I was watching the movie through, I guess I guess his eyes, and I just kind of got I got swept up in the whole thing. I was I was intrigued by the mystery of it. I was I was fascinated by the sci-fi. I want, I I was I loved watching this kid. And seeing what he could, you know, his powers, which were a little unclear. But what do you think about uh, what do you think about the authenticity or just the mystery of the movie? The mystery in the movie would have been fine mm-hmm. if it had paid off. Yeah, it did not pay off at all. Okay, there was no resolution. Okay, everything is basically the exact same as it was. So when thing... the movie started, except we're down one character. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I did definitely see what you're saying. It kind of, it reminded me of a little bit, at least how it was structured, of Castaway, a little bit. Okay. Where? Uh, you see, but it, that pays off in the end. Yeah, that's true. But for the most part, it's just this really kind of serene look at a situation. Where I, I like, I like movies that are about situations and not about plots. Sometimes. All right. Where it's like, oh, here's the situation. How would this go down? You know, I was I was interested in that. So we'll 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 hold off on the ending, a little till a little bit later because that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But um, let's talk a little about the action of the movie. Uh, despite what uh, <laughs> despite what you may say, Cody, there were some action scenes. There was one action scene. There was which one? Which what action? What action scene do you count? Oh, okay. Spoiler. We're in there spoiler, might have been the um. There were two. Okay. So. <laughs> You had um, what's his face? Uh, when they got captured, or when um, they captured the kid from the cult. You know, the yeah. cult guys. They found him at the hotel. Yeah, the hitman. Yeah, you had that scene, and then the end. Mm-hmm. 
There was I thought there was one. There was also like the opening like early in the movie with um with the cop where they like oh, stopped at that accident or something. If you call a gunshot an action scene, then there you go. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like, know. There what's... was there was action <laughs> elements to it. I don't know. I, I have a very loose definition of action, but I, I get what you're saying. I the the scene that I was I was more captivated by was the gas station scene. So yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, I think just I think what well, what did Alton Alton he like I th- I think at the, in that scene he says like oh I saw that they they're like spying on us yeah, and then he's just like meteors so, so, man. So, I'm sorry he's like no it's okay I shouldn't yell at you like yeah, I'm sorry man I'll go over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just I I I like stuff like that so um I think I think in another director's hands just so for. Just since I guess since we were talking about Looper, in like in like Ryan Johnson's hands, this would probably be have a little bit more action to it because this does. I think this is like the first draft of a big kind of spectacle Spielbergy kind of action movie. Uh-huh. But Jeff Nichols, he just did something different with it, and I think I like different sometimes, especially when it comes to sci-fi because there's just such a a broad canvas that you can that you can go to, and. Um, and I, I'm I'm a firm believer in all science fiction, like whether it's um, Interstellar or Contact or even 2001 for that matter. Even though I don't care for that it's one, but it's I think with sci-fi, <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, it, with sci-fi especially, it's more about the trip than the destination. If you know, mm. you know what I'm saying. I, guess. I can see that. Yeah, I I don't really get as caught up in how like when I first saw Contact, I kind of hated it almost because I just for those who've seen the movie. And you know how it ends. I just sort of didn't buy the ending. But when I rewatched it, I was like, but everything before that's just, it's so good. And I know the ending is the ending, but I just, I get, I, I so often get caught up in how you get there rather than what happens when you get there, you know? Uh huh. But did that, like, do you, do you feel the same? Do you feel differently? Like, how do you, how do you think um, about it? Um, I, I like some sort of payoff for the journey that I've been on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want an ending. The ending can make no sense sometimes, and I, I'll let it go. If, like what you're saying, if the journey was good enough mm-hmm. or entertaining enough, I just I don't think that this movie was entertaining enough to pull off the open-ended ending. Right. It just kind of ends. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit, about, a little bit more about the open-endedness of the movie. So Alton... He's got powers. We don't quite know what those powers are, but he's like, Cody. How would you describe the abilities that he shows in the um, movie? He can like read radio waves and like microwaves and things like that. He can control electronics. He can make people feel comfortable. I don't know. I can't describe his powers because they were never described to me. Yeah, that's another thing that they just sort of asked you to go with it. Uh, he he kind of had a he he was like Cyclops without the destruction almost. Like yeah, he just because his eyes were the main catalyst, and he's just sort of made stuff happen. Take yeah. it, take for that what you will. I mean, maybe that's a cop out. I don't I don't necessarily <laughs> think so, but you know, I I I like like I said, I like mystery is one of my favorite things in in movies, and it just. It's the movie kind of suffocates you with mystery, and if you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you know, you, you don't. That's that's okay. But just just um, what other things did you want to highlight, Cody? Oh, I don't know. Um, Adam Driver's performance. 
And go back to that. He's the best. He was amazing. You just want to talk about the things you like. I'm um, trying to. I'm just. I'm trying to like this movie. Yeah. More than I be. do. It's so hard though. <laughs> yeah, you know, this kind of reminds me of just with with our reactions. It's a lot like a sci-fi version of The Witch that yeah. came out earlier this year. At least, at least our reactions to it. I think I think the the execution of it's pretty similar. Where it's not the movie kind of ditches the the sci-fi tropes, I guess. Even though there's less sci-fi tropes than horror tropes, but they're they they're they're still there, and it kind of it just does uh-huh. its own thing, and it takes its time, and it doesn't. It's not really aiming to to live up to what is expected of a sci-fi or a horror movie. It just sort of lives in its own... It does its own thing. Yeah, and it does I its respect own thing. that immensely. I love it. Yeah. But it's just... This movie was not entertaining enough so, for me. So, okay, so you say it's not entertaining, but what what if you could if you could walk in and have this movie remade? What would you say, hey... Jeff Nichols, do this instead. What would be what would be on your on your wish list? Fix the pacing. In what way would you? It speak needs to up? go faster. Okay. It definitely needs. This is one of the slowest movies I've ever watched in my entire life. It was. It took so long mm-hmm. to go through a day. <laughs> and I but, get a day is twenty four hours, and it's more realistic that a day feels longer because a day does feel long. Right. But. It just, it can't hold itself up on the fact that it's a realistic movie, in my opinion. Okay. It's just, you need to be more entertaining. Okay. <laughs> you need to do more things. You can't, I, I know, I'm sa- I'm sounding kind of hypocritical because <laughs> I was about to say you can't just have guys talking the entire time. But Clerks is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and all they do is sit around and talk to each other. That's true. I don't know. I just the dialogue in this movie was kind of dry. Yeah, that's that's something I, I I was hoping you'd bring up. It, it it was it was not as like I said. Maybe that goes back to the authenticness of it. But that was definitely one of my main issues with the movie is that just they didn't they sounded so robotic. Mm-hmm. And I think the only um I think the only real showing of intense emotion where even even though it was played like I said pretty subtly is I think alternate some point tells. Uh, Michael Shan's character is like, oh, you don't have you don't have to worry about me anymore, or something like that. And Michael Shan's character says, I know, I I like it, I like to, I like to worry mm-hmm. about you. Like that was that was one of I think that was when uh, Nichols most uh, pulled the curtain back to show like these people's hearts in a way. Yeah. Maybe things are going too fast and they're thinking about too much and there's too much on the line for them to get sentimental or something like that. But um, yeah, I definitely think it did need to be spiced up a little bit here and there. And the the performances didn't really help the, the, i mean the most colorful people you get to see are the church people and they're, uh-huh. just, and they're portrayed as like rancid lunatics kind of crazy much. cultists yeah like mansonite a little manson light as i call them um manson-esque yeah a little bit <laughs> a touch of a touch of the crazy except uh they probably didn't get married <laughs> while in jail and you know Manson's, no, most likely not. Manson is fascinating. He's a strange guy, but uh, you can tune into Manson Cast next week. Yeah, yeah, we're starting that new podcast. We'll get pentagrams burned into our skin. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so the big question of the movie are I I picked out three main questions this movie asks: What is Alton? What are they? As in the ending, mm-hmm. and what is the ending? I and can't. You know what's not answered in any of these this movie at all? What? those questions yeah 
because they never explain a thing. But the thing is, did you, how much, to what degree did you want them to? I mean, I wanted them to at least give us the hints. Okay. So we could okay. figure it out ourselves. All right. But they didn't even do that. So you they wanted them just, you wanted them to just, throw your breadcrumbs a little bit. I mean, ideally, they would have had somebody tell us what he was in a way that didn't sound like exposition. Mm-hmm. But I know that's probably impossible. Hmm. You know, but I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, I, I do want to speak for a minute about the production design and more technical stuff like cinematography and locations and stuff like that. And that just goes back to how great Jeff Nichols yeah, is. Yeah, there were some pretty great shots. The, the car was just this, the cars that they had were just these beat up old things and they were wearing these really specific kind of like, not quaint, but just sim- very simple clothing. Culty clothes, if you would. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That sounds like a great chain store. <laughs> the culty clothes. <laughs> okay. Manson's culty clothes. Stop in for a f- for a fifty percent discount. The perfect clothes <laughs> to kill yourself in in a mass suicide. <laughs> to drink the Kool Aid in. It's, <laughs> if it's good enough for Johnstown, it's good enough for you. Oh boy, <laughs> that's uh, that's dark. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just I I I love the cinematography in this movie. I think. He's a very he's a southern director like he loves he sets all his movies in the south because that's where he uh, he was he was brought up which to, totally understood and it, it just works to his his advantage that the south is just this beautiful oh yes place like when they when they go to the Everglades to at the end of the movie or when um, Michael Shan's character takes Alton to sit in the sunlight for the first time oh like, that was are, great that that the framing in that was amazing like those were just oh it was a beautiful shot just impeccably shot like it's i i don't know it's way too early for oscar talk but you know i think i i, I wouldn't put it past the academy to throw this movie a, a cinematography oscar because mm-hmm. i just think it was so fantastic say what you want about the movie but it was just I mean, as long as uh, Inaratu's not making a movie this year. Yeah, that's true. But Lavezki <laughs> still might. Um, but let's let's fast forward a little bit. Do you want anything you want to cover before we talk about the ending? Not really. No. Okay. So, as I hinted to before, Alton, if I'm remembering correctly, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he gets these coordinates somehow. Can't remember from exactly. space. From space, space coordinates, uh, and. Uh, I guess he had, well, first he has Adam, like, I love the scene when Adam Driver breaks him out and just like, he's like talking to him on the phone. He's like, Hey, I, I have your son. Young, can I meet you here? He, he doesn't see the island. Um, he doesn't see the island. I don't understand. <laughs> he doesn't want me to be like Darth Vader. I was almost expecting him to like rage out, to be honest with you. Like I was <laughs> expecting a Kylo Ren level freak out. I was like, <laughs> this movie, this <laughs> This movie's got to explode at some point. It never did, but I was I was holding on hope. But uh, so Kylo Ren breaks him out, and uh, he takes the Jesus kid back to his parents, and they drive him out to the out to the Everglades. And he's with his mom, I believe. Yes, he's with his mom, played by Kirsten Dunst. And they walk out into a field, and he just um, I can't remember. Does he like he either enters like a, this force field sort of thing, or just there's he creates it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. He he creates it, and you can see these cityscapes like that. Going back to what you were talking about earlier, that they never really explained. They just sort of appeared, and there were these people that were that were there that were glowing. They were just kind of like these white silhouettes almost. And I certainly expected us to get like a, you know, for those who've seen contact scene, a, a contact type scene, 
uh, at the end where the main character does interact with what they're looking to interact with a little bit. They kind of they sort of just stand around and Alton just pieces out. But just the scene where you do where you see I think there was like the shot from space where you see the bubble expanding and you just see it kind of overlap part of the part of the United States and you know the 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 cityscape is showing up in these in cities and towns and fields. I don't know. I th- I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, they were great scenes. They were really cool shots. But you know what? What? They didn't explain what they were. They didn't yeah. explain, oh, is this what we could be? Is this what we're going to be? Is this what we are? Like, is this what we are? Is this what they are? They don't tell us anything. It, yeah, they don't really even they push us in any sort of direction. They don't give us a hint. But to be honest, the like, character... Even having the kid narrate it would make sense because nobody knows what the hell is going on, including mm. his parents. But... And the kid is obviously informed. He knows what's going on. Yeah, he's, he he's could explain good. it to him. You could have Joel Edgerton saying, "I have no fucking idea what's going on." That's true. Can you please throw me a bone? <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. But like I said earlier, I, I experienced this movie like I was one of the characters in it, like I was Edgerton's character, where I was just like, "What is happening? Like, what well, is?" Why didn't he ask? Talking about that's like, not the movie that Jeff Nichols wanted. Very. To... Uh, authentic movie how long would it take you to ask what is this kid's deal i don't care even if it were my best friend i would say hey buddy put my i'm sticking my neck out for you can you tell me what's going on yeah i killed a cop or i almost killed a cop for you i think he killed him i I still don't know Mm. but that's not important (laughs) what is important is this is dumb it's frust- It's a frustrating movie i can definitely i understand that i saw this i was one of a group of let's see Five, I believe. I loved it. My friend loved it. A couple other people were in the middle, and then one guy didn't like it. So I, I, I saw it with a wide range of people, and we all sort of talked about it. And it was, you know, they all had. If it makes you any really better, they all had similar problems that you did, and they were they all had issues with the movie. And um, you know, I just I, I can't help but respect a, a director just saying, you know what, I've I'm I'm gonna do my movie. If you like it, great. You don't. That's fine, but see you next the thing time. about he didn't tell a story. That's all movies do That's are true. supposed to be doing. And even those like art movies, mm-hmm. they don't tell a story. I'm just thinking like Andy Warhol <laughs> filming stuff rot. At least that has an ending. We know what happens to the fruit. Um, <laughs> most most movies, most good movies have a self-contained story okay that don't leave the ending super open-ended and that i think that comes down to my main problem with this is it was way way too over-ended and saying just just trust us this makes sense this is cool okay i would like to come to that conclusion on my own without being told without just being yeah. said hey just trust us okay we got this. Right. Well, that's uh, that's just your opinion, man. No, I I, I get it. I get like, it. Uh, your opinion. Yeah, I get it. That's very very valid points. I'll be interested. I feel like Josh would probably hate this movie. I'd be I interested see to see too. if he ever. I I doubt he's ever gonna see it. This doesn't seem like his his sort of thing. But you know, he would hate it. I'd, I'd hedge my bets as to like. It was pointless. He would hate it even more than I do. There I'm was not no, saying I hate it. Where was Captain America? Where was Cap? Where was my superheroes? Where was Jason Voorhees? Yeah, this kid, that kid would if I don't, I know we got like a Spider-Man or whatever, but in eight years, 
Tom Holland gets hit by a train. Spider-Man. Right there. Right there. That kid. I want him. He's great. He's, he's a good kid. All right, so uh, anything else you want to add? Talk about? Not really, bud. No? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> give it a grade. Oh, boy. All right. So I'm going to preface this again by saying I did not hate this movie. There were some pretty entertaining parts, including Adam Driver mm-hmm. and the gas station scene, as well as that first scene where they do that. Here he goes into the sunlight, which is awesome. Over, I'm giving the movie seven. Hmm. Fascinating. Mm. Um. I'm. See, I, Mud is like a 10. Mud is a 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10. Like that's, like I said, like I said earlier, that's one of my favorite flicks. So just using that as a comparison, I would say I enjoy this. I think I, I, I'll go in eight and a half. I think that's that's where I'm going to sit. With If I could do an 8.75, I would, but, you know, this is our system, so we'll stick to it. So, yeah, eight and a half. I really dug the movie. It's... At the moment, it's in one. Of, it's in my top ten of the year. It'll probably get. It's gonna get bounced out. I'm, I. I hope, because <laughs> it's only. It's only May, but uh, yeah, I. I enjoyed the movie. So cool. Uh, as promised last week, since uh, we didn't exactly talk about, it, I'll just give my thoughts if that's what you're looking for here on Money Monster. Uh, I love the movie. I loved Money Monster. I don't. I don't really understand the the critical reaction to it it's it's baffling and it makes me sad because i really dug it i think it's sitting at about it's sitting at 55 percent, so it's oh pretty you know it's pretty mixed that people are kind of leaning to the side of disliking it if not split down the middle so i don't i certainly don't get that but i just i really dug the movie it it, it tackles the it tackles the media in a, in a really fresh i think way just by it breaks down the sort of relationship that the public has with the media, and there's you can look at the movie like oh it's about economics, but it's not really it's out it's about way more than economics. We just we've sort of made this unconscious bargain with the media of like oh we we'll do this if you guys do this, and it's it, the movie kind of points that out on a large scale, while also telling a pretty entertaining story. Like it's it, there's a there's a fair amount of twists and turns. There's great performances especially from george clooney like his the, the first 15 or so minutes of the movie i wanted to go on forever because he plays just this <laughs> he plays like it's like 79 or like 80 percent clooney and then the rest the rest of the 20 percent is like jordan belfort from wolf of wall street it's sort <laughs> of it's sort of amazing and it's it's got a lot of humor to it there's a lot of there's, there's twists and turns there's really good action there's suspense there's i I was extremely surprised and I was extremely satisfied with uh, with the movie. I love Money Monster. Maybe it's not for everybody, but you know, I don't think it has to be. And uh, and 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 it showcased like broadcasts and TV shows and you know crews and stuff like that just perfectly. When she when she was like when she said uh, okay run VT thirteen then wipe to two clean, I cried because that's exactly like that's how that's how you direct a TV show. Yeah, that's that's how you direct a TV show. VT is like a video video track 13, so you just start video track 13, wipe to wipe to three clean, wipe to camera three without any font. There you go. It's amazing. I love I, I like that kind of stuff. And no, not many movies um typically they they don't get the control room. Uh, they don't usually do it too well. And this one did perfectly to a T. Might have been a little overstaffed, but most people don't know that. 
Um, so yeah, I really dug Money Monster. I'm going to throw that a nine. So there you go. Great. Wow. So uh, watching, reading, listening to Cody, get us started. Um, I'm on a playthrough of Uncharted 3 so I can buy Uncharted 4. Nice. How are you liking it? It's okay. It's okay? It's all, it's all right. It's not the God game that most people say it is. It's got really bad controls. Really? How so? One button does everything. Wait, when you're what? Fighting. So, in this game, it's an action-adventure game. And, of course, it means you get to kill a bunch of guys with a gun. Um, the circle button puts you into cover, makes you roll, and also grabs bad guys so you can start punching them. Mm. That's three functions that are all needed in the same fight, which makes it impossible to effectively uh. do this. It's ridiculous. I hope that it's improved in Uncharted 4. Did people get upset about that? Was there like a no, big... I'm upset about it. Mm. That's I don't know. I I wasn't playing. I didn't play the game when it first came out. Yeah, it came out back in 2011. Huh. That's see that annoys me. Like until we get a new a new medium to play video games where you don't have a certain amount of controls, stop messing with the formula. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be mad at you. Nobody's gonna be pissed if you use the same if you use the same buttons that everybody else does. It's fine. It's just that's what works. It's a stop. Re- I hate it when games try to reinvent the wheel. It's like just leave me alone. Let me play my game. Let me play my game, and then just just get out of my I, face. I don't want the story. That's all I'm here for. No, I I started uh, I started playing Uncharted One. I got the the remastered edition or whatever. Uh, I'm at a point where I'm in like I'm in this cave and there's stones. I just I'm really bad at video games, so I keep falling <laughs> and dying. And he makes the strangest sound. Like he he like makes this uh sound when he dies and it just it's weird and then the guy in traveling when he's like he's always like no no night no it's like come on guy i just i died like 20 times this this can't be that surprising anymore are you used to it yet like christ i'm just i I suck at video games i really do like i'm i'm probably the worst person at video games (laughs) on this podcast like you you would destroy me in almost anything except sports games maybe but even then, I probably would get. No, I'm garbage. I don't. I've never played a sports game in my life. Yeah, no, but the way my luck is with video games, you probably would beat me. So, <laughs> I'm the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the Charlie Brown of uh, video games, unfortunately. But great Cole. That's my favorite Coldplay song, by the way. Charlie Brown, really? Yeah, I love it's it. Not a bad song. It's a great song, but great song. Favorite song? Favorite song? What's yours? Oh, every teardrop is a waterfall. Oh, come there. That's the same song. And they're pretty much the same song. I mean, Charlie Brown is also a great song, right? Um, no, no, I'm also uh, partial to Swallowed in the Sea. Okay. That's, that's fair. That's not the same song. At least I didn't say Fix You. <laughs> I love Fix You. That that scene... Oh, Fix You's a great song. That scene in the newsroom when they when they played Fix You, some, apparently some people rolled their eyes at it, and I was like... Oh, I was I hyped. A, I brought a tear to my eye. I was hyped, I was hyped as well, but cool. Um, as for me, the... A movie I I know I talked about Money Monster and all that stuff, but I do want to mention one more movie that I watched. It's called Almost Famous. Uh, it was recommended to me by my good buddy Brian a long time ago, and I finally I got the Blu-ray and I watched it. Uh, I found out it was about two hours and forty-one minutes long, Jesus which I was like, oh boy, uh, what is? Did I get the right one? And apparently it's one of those movies where the extended cut is better than the theatrical cut, okay. and you know. 
I'm all about long movies. I, I like a, I like it when you give me an experience. If you if you if you use my time in the right way, like Wolf of Wall Street, I'll admit is a little long. Like Goodfellas is a little long, and it doesn't really need to be. But like with a movie like this, and where it takes you on this journey, and you're, you're like the character, you're sort of on the road with this rock band. I was like, all right, keep me long as keep me around as long as you want. I'm 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 game for anything, and it did. And I loved every minute of it. The only critique I would make is that the main kid was a little rough. He wasn't the best actor, and but he was only in the whole movie, so it's okay. But, oh. uh, <laughs> but everybody else was great. Billy Crudup was fantastic. Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late great, was oh. was great. Kate Hudson was pretty good. Um, J- Jason Lee was awesome pre Scientology, so now he's a <laughs> kook. But back then he was cool. And the soundtrack is just incredible like ah man that soundtrack killed me he just had some some great songs i went through and i just i found them all on spotify and uh they're they're loaded in there i went to buy the uh, i went to buy the soundtrack and it's got like 13 of the 40 something songs used in the movie so that kind of bums me out but you know what what are you gonna do i'll just throw on spotify though throw on the spot exactly but uh, I loved Almost Famous. I'd give that one a nine and a half. Maybe it might. It'll probably climb to a ten when I watch it again. So, uh, pretty pretty hype about that one. I love music. It was a lot like um. It reminded me a lot of my favorite movie of the year. Everybody wants some, where it's just it's about music, man. And it's about and it's set in a, one of the best times in music, the early seventies. So, uh, it's good stuff. And they, it, it, the funny, th- the best one of my favorite joke of the movie is. What's that? They one of the characters mentions that uh, Mick Jagger is not going to be touring when he's fifty years old. <laughs> I was like, L O effing L. When he's, was this movie set? Uh, seventy three. So they were kind of, you know, towards the latter end of the Stones' popularity, like biggest, you know, music popularity. But oh. it was released in two thousand. So, um, yeah, Jimmy Fallon's also in the movie. So is he really? He is a bad actor. Does <laughs> like, he I'll, laugh throughout his entire? Uh... All the scenes he's in. I wish he would. I wish he did, cause like he's, he's a horrible actor. He was. I don't know why everybody loves him so much. He was awful on SNL. Yeah, he was. He was cute. He broke in every single. That's what makes him so endearing. No, that's what makes him cute. super annoying. Yeah, I know. Makes him so unprofessional. Yeah. Well, hey, he's he's pulling down some big coin now, so yeah, I think he's, he's okay. Richer than I will ever be in my entire life. He's so. okay with being a little unprofessional, but love love brother James just. Uh, I'm glad he didn't doesn't act anymore. You know his the the cat the tech the uh, tagline for uh, late night with Jimmy Fallon. Did you ever hear about that? No. You loved him on TV. You hated him in the movies. Now you're in, you're now you're indifferent. To the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Or the, <laughs> the Late Show with Jimmy Fallon. One of the best taglines ever. Uh, very meta. Uh, good stuff. So uh, next week we got the nice guys. Uh, X Men Apocalypse after that, and then it's Josh month as we've Ugh. talked about Finding Dory. Um, Independence Day, uh, Conjuring 2, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited for two of those three. I'm, I bet you can't guess which two. But uh, yeah, ni- nice guys next week, Cody. You excited? Very. It's, do it you, looks really funny. Have you heard what it is at on Rotten Tomatoes? No, is it low? 94%. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it doesn't have, I think it's got 18 reviews, but that's it. It's still pretty good so far. We'll see. That's a hell of a start. So. And people love Shane Black, so uh, unless he's making Iron Man three, exactly. That's I still forget, have not forgiven him for that. So shitty movie, appreciate it. But good stuff. So uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off here? I got nothing. All right, cool. 
So, uh, as always, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on Twitter. Send a, an, us an email at RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us an iTunes review. It always helps. Be honest with us. Let us know. What changes can we make? What do you want to see more? What do you want to see less? What do you if want we, kicked off? Exactly. Well, <laughs> the the loser, whoever is nominated to be kicked off will be sacrificed uh, in the name <laughs> of the Lord. So, uh, that'll that'll always be fun. But uh, So, yeah, next week, nice guys. And until then, Cody and then uh, Josh later on. Take it easy, my friend. Goodbye. Shine a